0: Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Last week, I started of the seven churches of Asia, which are the, the churches... Ephesus, church, of, church at Ephesus, church at Smyrna, church at Pergamos, church at Thyatira, church at Sardis, church at Philadelphia, and church at Laodicea. And I explained that these churches, all their names, the name of these churches represent their particular condition. So the churches, the names of the churches reflected something. for for something very interesting about the description of the church, number one. And number two, the letters that were written to these churches were written to existing churches. So these churches were not uh, ethereal or they were not imaginary. Okay, they were actual churches and they had actual conditions and these letters were written to the churches addressing these actual conditions, right? But also, the churches, the letters that were written to these churches, even though they were addressing the current and incumbent conditions of the church, it, the, it was very much more predictive. So it was prophetic. God was giving, watch this. The fourth one I want to add is, God was giving church history before church began. So now, when I went to Bible school, we were taught church history. And what we are experiencing now is part of church history. People, people who are yet to be born, okay, in the next 50 years will we'll learn about us. Yes. If Christ tarries, they are going to hear about one young man called David Enchie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they will hear about that. <laughs> yeah. God sent to United Kingdom to pioneer or inspire a certain, re- a certain uh, revival which God in his eternity past has programmed already. Yeah and they we had a place it will also go on history that there was a time the church was in a hotel it's going to be history all right but the interesting thing is these are the basic details of history but god gave jesus christ gave the history of the church before the church even was uh, a few years old the history of the church from the time christ saved the church or christ uh, the church was born till the second coming of christ all that time is what this, these letters to the seven churches span. Does, does that make sense? So even though they were letters addressing incumbent issues, they were not just incumbents by nature, but they were prophetic in dimension, prophetic in dimension because it was talking about church history before the history was formed. Does that make sense? And now, the first of them was Church of Ephesus. And so he says that these things that you hear, and see, write them in a book and send to the churches that are in Asia. Revelation chapter 2, verse 1. He said, <clears throat> let's go into our text. Revelation chapter 2, verse 1. <clears throat> I like this. He said to the angel, as I explained, um, As, as I explained the other time the angel here is not talking about an angelic being He's talking about the messenger so some some of your translations you see messenger how does um, amplify put it and amplify he said to the angel That's the message you see that the messenger of the assembly, that's the church, church is a gathering of people, assembly, in Ephesus, so back to uh, uh, New King James, to the angel of the church of Ephesus. So every church has a messenger who is supposed to be giving the message. And in theological circles and in ecclesiology or church history or church staff or church history, it is described by many theologians or many um, scholars as it is explained as the messenger being the, the leaders of the church. All right? And I believe that. So the, to the messenger and to the angel of the church, the church of Ephesus, right? These things say, and I explained last week, that every time he was going to speak, he's speaking as the Lord. Remember that. He speaks as the Lord, but he also speaks as the he describes himself with a particular description because of the particular condition of the church. So he realized that he didn't introduce himself the same way every if, to every church. Every church he, 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 he describes himself in a certain way. All right, does that make sense? So, for instance, look at verse eight. Just put you on the screen. Let me show you. Verse eight. He said to the angel of the church at Smyrna, Smiler, Smiler, "These things say the first and the last." Who was that? And Came to life. See how he described himself. But look at verse one again. Verse one: To the angel of the church of these things, say he who holds the seven stars. So he he, he he presents himself differently from the way he presented himself from the other church because of what he was about to deal with and what he was about to address. So to every church, he has a way he presents himself. Now he says that to the to the angel of the church. To the angel of the church of Ephesus, right, these things say he who holds the seven, seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. So that's how he described it. Then verse 2, he said, I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. This is what you guys have done commendable your labor your works your labor your patience how you can bear those who are evil how you have tested the liars the lying apostles and you have verse three and you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary that's so nice labored bed for my name's sake and have not become weary. They have all these wonderful things they have done. But it says in the verse four, nevertheless, in other ways, in spite of all this, it, they are good things, but there's something that is more important. So it said, nevertheless, okay, nevertheless, I have this against you that you have left your first love. That's why I ended last Sunday. That he said, "I have something against you." How can you have something against somebody who does not entertain false prophets, who shuns evil, who is who is patient, who is persevering, who is laboring, is sacrificing, dedicated? He said, "Yet I have something against you." And what he said, "I have against you," is a love thing. He said, "You have a dimension of love which is not." Unfeigned, or which is not the sincere, the purest of love, other things can get a share in that love. It's not whole, it's not separated, it's not exclusive. You I work you know, from Monday to Saturdays. The only time I can actually rest is my Sundays. And so because of the nature of the demands of your work, you don't mind sharing God's Sunday with the demands of you so that you can work more. So your work has now had an impact. On what you have, the day you want to just dedicate to God or the time you want to dedicate to God. Even that, now because of the nature of the job you believe God gave you, it, sh- it is sharing his time. Every Christian, every Christian must watch out against working so much that you begin to, it begins to impact on your worship life sometimes the nature of the work, of our jobs, will invariably have a certain impact on your corporate worship life. So let's say you are a health worker. Let's say you are an emergency worker or you are a pilot. And there are certain jobs that will definitely have an impact. Or let's say you are a politician. It will have an impact on your Corporate worship life to a certain extent. But it is your responsibility to minimize it as much as possible. Minimize it. So if you're a pilot and you have to fly, maybe long haul flights and it's going to affect your corporate worship life, there are times you have to choose that I prefer this flight. Can I go on this flight even though that route, is, it doesn't pay more. Can I, so that I can make time for my worship life. So what am I saying? That you must fight as much as you can to make time for the things you love. Much as other things may be very important, you have to fight as much as possible to get a balance. Yeah, I don't see why you should work and work and work and work and work and work and go to church once a week or once a month, depending on your level of seriousness. Once a week. <laughs> no! It's not a good worship life. No, no. Oh, yeah. But you know, see, many people will advise you and treat church like a function you attend. So when you can attend, that's fine. If you can attend it, church is not a function. It's that believers who think church is a function. Church is not a function, it's a fellowship. It's the Greek word is koinonia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the it's the Holy Spirit who makes this a fellowship. And so they said that in the book, that's First uh, Corinthians chapter 16 verse, uh, no, no, uh, no, 2 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 13 or 13 verse 14, the one I just read. But in the book of um, 1 John chapter 1, he says that the things we have heard, the things we have seen, the things we have experienced, those things we, we are writing or we are telling you or communicating, writing, that you have fellowship with, our, with us because our fellowship is with the Father and the Son. So we are saying these things so you can have fellowship with us. Koinonia, They continued in apostles' fellowship. So your fellowship life is very important. May I I say this at this juncture? Any pastor or every pastor who doesn't challenge you to a better fellowship life is doing you injustice. It's not doing well. A pastor who is treating you like, oh, don't worry, you can't come, can't tell you. No, he's killing you. Can killing you. It's like a mother telling your child that anytime you want to eat proper food, eat but just ice cream is fine. No. Because naturally, we are not bent towards God. Human nature is not bent towards God naturally. And so pastor's job is to encourage you like a lecturer, like a teacher. He has to challenge you make sure you are studying, So we can have good students. But a lecturer doesn't care whether he's study or not. It means that he doesn't care whether you pass or fail. All right, let me jump to verse 7. Revelation chapter 2, verse 7. All right, I think we should rather do the verse 5. I'm sorry. Remember, therefore, sorry, sorry. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works. You know, he said, I have something against you, verse 4. You have left your first love. Is that right? you have left your first love. But when it came to verse 5, he said, go to your first works. The word translated first in first love is the same word that was translated best, as I mentioned, in Luke chapter 15, verse 22. Yes. He brought the best rope to give it to the child. The same Greek word, the same. So the, the first love there is actually the best love. So it's not first in order of priority or arrangement, but it's just best at all times. Nothing compares. Separate. So he said, "Go back to your best works. Your best works. It's a it's works full of love, works full of honor. You give God your best." He said, "You are doing everything, but you are telling me you are trying. I need your best. Give me your best." Your best love, he said. Return, repent first. He said, "Repent." You can imagine Jesus, one of his first recorded in the Bible, his first public comments or public statements, public words, what he said publicly first. Matthew chapter four, verse seventeen: "Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand." Started by saying, "Repent." Repentance is make a U turn. revelation this morning, as I was reading my personal Bible studies before preparing, um, just finishing my notes. My personal Bible said this. I ended. I chanced on this scripture again in uh, First Second Peter chapter three verse nine. Last week I touched it, but as I was studying my own Bible this morning, it jumped out to me that the Lord is not slack concerning His promise. And what got my attention is the next statement, phrase there: "As some count slackness." What's slackness? What's Latin? Give us the amplifier. Let's see how if I put any different. The Lord does not delay or is not tardy or slow about what he promises. According to some people's conception of slowness. So some people think because God has not acted, he's just... You know, when, when I, if, if I tell you that, please, make sure you are here by... 5 p.m., so I can give you the keys. If you come 1 past 5, I will not give you. And then you came 3 past 5, like most, most, most of the guys, that's what they do. Came 3 past 5, you expect that, Pastor, at least I've tried 3 past 5 or 7 past 5. Yeah. So if God tells you that if you do this, I'm going to judge you, and you have done it. And no judgment has come. No, you think that, oh, God is slack. No, no, no. It's not slackness. You think because normally when they say, I'll do it, and they they don't do it, that means that the person has winked. No! You are continuing something. Do you know why he delays? Not because he's slack. Look at it. Look at it. Read it. He said that, the Lord, the the Lord, no, give me the, the, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. As some, uh, as some count slackness, but it's long suffering towards us. He's willing to delay. Why? Why? Not willing that any should perish but should come to repentance. So he's giving you repentance break. <laughs> repentance break. And you're still enjoying in your folly. Enjoy in your sins because nothing has happened yet. I've not been caught yet. I've not been found out yet. So I, I can continue. He, he, he spared you not because he doesn't he doesn't have judgment. He's, hey, he's not slack. He has judgment. But he's just giving you repentance opportunity. He okay, doesn't want you to perish. But you have interpreted repentance opportunity as weakness. Leniency is not weakness. God told the church of Ephesus repent and go back to your first works repent go back to your first works I think I need to rush in repent and do the first works or else I will come quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. The lampstand is supposed to be the witness, the testimony of Jesus. Every church is supposed to be the testimony of Jesus. The body of Christ, the church, is the testimony of Jesus. Through our revelation, you see the testimony of Jesus. It means the church in various aspects, as the lampstand, as the redeemed people, as um, the, the, the New Jerusalem, as the bride, as the glorious woman, so many aspects of the lampstand. So as the church, as a witness, a testimony of Christ, these are all various aspects of the church. And now, he said that if you don't repent, I'll come and remove your limestone. In other words, you are not bearing testimony for me anymore. I'll make sure that you are not relevant when it comes to what I'm doing. Remove yourself from what God is doing. Keep allowing your first love to go down and very soon you realize that you are irrelevant. That's what I'm praying for, that God help me to keep my best love. Because we are praying for revival. We can be praying for five years. And just when the revival, revival will come, if you have lost your first love, he will take, you won't be the witness for that revival. You can be praying for church growth. And by the time the church grows, you are no way. Because of, you have abandoned your first love. He said, I will remove your stamp." Man of God. Woman of God. God can remove his stamp. You can remove it so that you are not the one to bear witness for him anymore. That's a serious one. The men of God, the pastors who are meddling, or peddling, and mingling the word of God with profit skills, profiteering. <laughs> Sometimes God will be quiet. I saw this in the Bible sometime ago in Hebrews chapter 13 where He says that, um, Marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled. And then verse 4 said that, they're, but the fornicators, you see, I've come down. I didn't want to come down. Say fornicators. 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 And look at somebody's face. <laughs> Anybody who is not looking at your face is likely to be a suspect. Fornicators. Fornicators. <laughs> Listen, it's very scary. He said, but fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. Isn't that scary? But you fornicate and God hasn't done anything. So you think that God is slow towards, or slacks towards his promises. Keep fornicating. Keep cheating on your husband or your wife. You, listen, you, it, you will never go unpunished. Bible says God himself, he's the one, he's the judge, he's going to personally responsible for judging you. But he has been giving you repentance offer. That's why he's delaying. He's delaying because he wants you to repent. Didn't you read in the Bible? He said he wants you to repent. But when you read it and then you fornicate and nothing happens... You go again. How many of you have gone again and again and again and again? <laughs> so it looks like it looks like there's no consequence to what you are doing. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You are not. You are not. Repent, because <laughs> I said I will come and take away. I will come. I said I will come and do it. He doesn't need the help of others. He himself will come and do it. Isn't it amazing? It's amazing. Let's go on. Sorry. He said, if you don't repent, watch this. Unless you repent. So repentance is what? Repent from what? I'm doing all these good things. Yeah, I know you are in church, but your attitude is bad. (laughs) Your attitude is bad. May I say this, those of you who work in church and sometimes in your times of whatever, displeasure, you don't care what you destroy. You can fight the other brother, fight the other sister at the expense of the work. And you don't care because you just want to make a statement. You want to make your point. She's wrong. He's wrong. Please be careful. Be careful because it's God's work we are dealing with. It's not your work. It's God's work. And he has given you the privilege because you don't even qualify to work with God. Mm. You? No. Your hands are not clean enough. Ah. Mm. 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 So, verse 6. But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. There are things God hates. Jacob have I loved. Esau have hated. God, there are things God, hate. Jesus said in John 14, Luke, Luke 14, um, I think 26, that you, if you want to follow him, you have to hate this and hate that. You know, So not animosity, not evil, not anim- hatred in a sense of animosity. You shun, you reject, you don't mind losing it. That doesn't become a priority for you. all right. So Bible says that God says that, I hate the. De- Can I talk about the Nicolaitans? I was talking about it, but let me just because so I don't come back to that again. You see, these ch- people who have lost their first love actually hated something God also hates. How I pray that you hate something God hates. Yeah. yeah. How I pray that you begin to don't endorse what God that, that dis- God disapproves, because so it doesn't mean. It, <laughs> so long as I'm concerned, me I don't see anything wrong with. it. But what does God say about it? Excuse me, who do you think you are? Who do I think I am? For me to say that, well, I I don't see anything wrong with it, even though I know clearly God has clearly said that this is not right. So be careful. Hate what God hates. And guess what? Love what God loves. These people have lost their first love, but they still hated what God hated. And what did God hate? Bible says that God, I hate. Verse 6, it says that, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans. They are deeds. Who are these Nicolaitans? Nicolaitans is made up of two words Nic- Nico. That's where Nicholas, Nicole, Nico, Nicholas comes from. That word, Nico. Nicholas means a victim, a vi- a victim someone who wins, having victory over, okay, to have victory over, uh, nico, the same thing, so, that, that, uh, nico comes from Greek word, which means to have victory, and then lay, le- is the word we get from, is lykos, that's where, lykos, laymen, lykos, all right, so, laytons is, is you know, the clergy and the laity, laity, secular people, normal people who don't have any special religious duties, so it's like circular. So Nicolaitans. Yes. Nico- they don't have <laughs> sacerdotal duties. That's correct. So the Nicolaitans are people who they tend to rule over, supersede over, and say that you are not priests. so stay there. I am the priest. We are the only people who have access to God. We deal with God. You don't deal with God. We are more close to God. Than- that's Nicolaitans. Because in the New Testament, it is the believer, the, the priesthood of all believers. In the Old Testament, I'll, let me just say this. I, I won't have time to mention the scriptures, but just say. In the Old Testament, God told them that I, he has made them to be kingdom of priests. I think in Numbers, I think I would like to call that. Out. In, in the book of Numbers, he said for them to be kingdom of priests. Priests, kingdom of priests. God, Numbers chapter nineteen, verse exodus Exodus nineteen six. He called them to be kingdom of priests. But guess what? In Exodus chapter thirty two, something happened. They went to worship golden calf. Hello, are you here with me? Yes. They went to worship golden calf. And then when they worshipped the golden calf, they disappointed God, so instead of being priests unto God, they became priests unto a golden calf. When God came down, God says that who is on the Moses said who is on the low side and the Levites said, "We are on the low side." from then they, get, they got the priesthood. So the Levites said that we are according to exodus chapter thirty two uh, verse one to six. That's when they worship the golden calf. Exodus chapter thirty-two, twenty-five downwards, and then Deuteronomy chapter three, 33, verse eight to ten. That's when the when the Levites were giving the priesthood duties. Normally, originally, it was supposed to be for all. But it was given to the Levites because they said we are on the Lord's side. When the rest of the tribes were worshipping idols, when they took side with the idols. So that's when the, the priesthood was given to Levi. So you can't be a priest unless you are in the Levitical tribe. All right. Now, when Jesus came to die, watch this. He came to restore God's original intention of priesthood. So priesthood of all believers. That is why in Revelation chapter 1 verse 6, chapter 5 verse 10, 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 5 to 9, it talks about for we are priesthoods. So Revelation chapter uh, 1 verse uh, 6, it says that you have made us, uh, you, uh, you have made us, pre- 1 verse 6. You are made as kings and what? Priests to our God. So we are kings and priests. Revelations 5:10, we are priests, kings and priests. And in First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 it said, You are a royal priesthood. So we are all priests. And now when the Nicolaitans teaching come in and this come in, it makes some people you don't you don't have to go to God. You don't have to go to God, you need a saint. Because you are too dirty to pray for, to God for yourself. You need a prophet. You need a saint. You need a Mary. You need an Anthony. You need a somebody. So they began to tell people that, no, you can go to God. We can go to God on your behalf. That is what is called sacerdotalism. Now watch this. God said, I hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans. So every believer, I have to teach you as a good pastor, if I'm a good pastor, I have to teach you to have a personal relationship with God so that it's not based upon my me. I am not your, like, your mediator. Bet- I'm not a mediator between you and God. I'm not. We are all priests. I'm a pastor. A pastor is supposed to feed. It's a shepherd. Feed. feed. So in the New, New Testament, the Officers are not priests. He gives them to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors. There's no priest because we are all priests. We are all priests, but in the church there are functions, official functions. So a pastor fulfills an official function. And what's the job of a, a pastor? The Greek word is poimen, which is shepherd. Feed the flock. He said it so clearly in, in, in uh, Acts chapter 20. He said to the pastors, feed the flock. Taking care of the sheep which the Holy Ghost has made you overseer. So my job is to oversee whatever is going on in the church. I have a big responsibility when it comes to the church. And everybody, every member of this church, I have to believe God that you are doing well. I have to believe God that I'm teaching you well. I'm teaching you about your marriage, teaching you about your life, teaching you about God, helping you to get closer to God. That is the work of a pastor. Hallelujah, I don't always have to come and pray over your house It's it's really not an essential factor Even when you are sick, I don't always have to be the one praying for you It's not an essential factor Even though the elders of the church stand in the position to stand with you because when you are sick sometimes your, your faith can be weak when you look at what you're going through, sometimes the faith to even trust God is weak. So sometimes you need some others to stand with you. I, I, am I making it? He said, I hate the teachings or the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which you also hate. Well done. Then he said, look at verse 7. Hmm, this is actually what I'm going to preach about. All my time is up. He who has an ear. Is there anyone who doesn't have ear here? Yes. Is is there (laughs) 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 anyone? So. Is there anyone who doesn't have ears (laughs) here? So. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, what does that statement mean? He who has an ear, but everyone has an ear. Mm. He who has an ear, let him hear. But we all have ears, mm. and we can actually hear what you are saying. Mm. So, what do you mean by he who has an ear, let him hear? Mm. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit. Did you remember when he started talking? Yes. He said, When I turned and I saw who was, he saw the, um, the Lord. And then the Lord said, these things write, and then to the church of Ephesus write. This is verse, verse 2. Look at verse 2. The church of Ephesus write, verse 2. Go, go to verse 1. Go to verse 1. To the angel of the church write, these things says, he who holds. Who was the holding? He saw the son of man. holding the, So he, he starts speaking as the Lord. But when he finished speaking, verse 7, he said, he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit and he said, these things right to the church of what? Ephesus. But did you realize that he has said, what the Spirit says to the churches? It's actually a letter to Ephesus, but it's actually to Ephesus for the churches. And not the body of Christ. No. Local churches. If it was the body of Christ, say, I'll build my church. But this is why he said, churches. So, churches, that means local churches. You have to be part of a local church. You have to. Be, the letter was sent to a local church for local churches. Is it not interesting? He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him that overcomes, I may have to leave that one, but let me talk about ears to hear, because actually my the title of my message today was supposed to be <laughs> was supposed to be. Are you ready for this? It's about the hearing though. But it's supposed to be circumcised, cleansed, anointed, ears. Serious title. So, opened, circumcised, cleansed, anointed ears. Plenty. So you can choose one. <laughs> now all I've been saying did you realize that all oh, what he was saying to the church I have this against you you have to do this you have to do this then he says that now what is he going to do I have a blessing for somebody but even in this state of that church those who will be entitled to the blessing first of all he said they must hear mm. Mm. he who has an ear now watch this. When it comes to the things of God, hearing precedes seeing. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Is that something? Revelation chapter 1 verse 10. And I was in the spirit on the day of the Lord and I heard. Is that not so? Yes. And I heard behind me. Revelation chapter 1 verse 12. And I tend to see. He heard before he saw. In Revelation chapter 4, chapter 5, the same thing. And then he said, don't cry, John, for the lie on the side of Judah. And I tend to see, and I saw the lamb. So hearing precedes seeing. And when you read all the letters watch this all the letters that was written to the seven churches every one of them he says that when he finished he said he that has an ear so in the verse 7 he said uh, revelations revelations 27 he that has an ear let him hear revelations 211 uh, he that has an ear let him hear revelations 217 he that has an ear let him hear revelations 229 he that has an ear let him hear revelations 36 he that has an ear let him hear revelations 313 He that has an ear, let him hear. And then the seventh one, Revelation 3, 3, 22. He that has an ear. It always has to do with hearing. When God finished talking, someone, it's not everyone who will take it. Someone needs to hear. And Jesus Christ, in the book of Matthew chapter 11, write that down. (laughs) Matthew chapter 11 verse 15. Let's not read it from the scripture, from the screen, sorry. Let's read it. So when Jesus was on earth, he was even saying it. He was saying it. And it, it wasn't even only for the churches in Revelation. he said it. He said it again, Revelation chapter 13, verse nine. He said it again, verse 39. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. You gotta hear you got to hear. The problem is our hearing. Matthew 39. This is Revelation 39. I think Matthew 39 will also do. He who has an ear, let him hear. Let him hear. So Jesus told them a parable, and they came to ask him, but why is it that we could not get it? Why is it that uh, we don't know it? And then Jesus told them that it is said in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. He said, go and tell these people, keep hearing, but do not understand. Keep seeing, and do not uh, perceive, but do not perceive. Make the hearts of these people dull, that their ear, uh, and their ears heavy, and shut their eyes. Let they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and return and be healed. So what God can do for you has a lot to do with your ability to hear. But if your, your ears are not sanctified, if your ears are not circumcised, if your ears are not opened, look at Psalm 40. I like Psalm 40 verse 6. When I saw it, I said, what? Psalm 40 verse 6. Let's read it out Let's go. Okay, shall we all read it? Let's go. Somebody say open my ears oh Lord. Open my ears oh Lord. Because what you can do for God and what God can do for you and God what God can do in you is to open your ears. Yes 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 yes. yes. So one of the prayers we have to learn how to pray is that God open my ears. Yes, yes, yes. Because we can be talking to you and you're not listening. Wow. Mhm. You're not listening. Open my ears in Jeremiah chapter 33 sorry Job chapter 33 verse 14 and and 14 to 16 I like that one 14 to 16 open my ears lord for for God may speak in one way or in another yet men don't perceive, do not perceive it A man does not perceive it in a dream, in a vision of the night. So even though some people, they are only in the service vision. <laughs> in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men. While slumbering on their bl- slumbering, God speaks in several ways, but men are not hearing. God is speaking, but we are not hearing. Brothers and sisters, what is it that God is trying to tell you and they are not listening? Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Then he opened the ears of men and sealed their instructions. So when he's coming to give you an instruction, for, for it to work, your ears must be open for the instruction to actually take place. Say, open my ears, O Lord. Open my ears, o Lord. Because you know when your ears are not open. When I was growing up, when you are a recastent child, you are stubborn, they tell you, don't hear. They, 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 they drag you by your ear. Yeah. They, they drag you by your ears. They pull you down. you. What is wrong with your ears? Say, open my ears, O Lord. Open my ears, O Lord. You will like this. In Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4 and 5. I think I'll stay on this end. Ah. Isaiah 54 and 5. The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He, he awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. Did you see that? Did you see? Sometimes you can be reading, but no, you're not hearing. There are times I'm in my study, ask my wife, and you hear me screaming. Whoa! I've heard something. I've heard something. Not because someone says something else, but it's an internal hearing. Yeah. As I'm reading, my ears are open. And, oh, I heard you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because the outcome of your life is a function of what you can hear. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So he told the ch- the church that have lost their love, their first love, he says that he who has an ear, you have to hear what God is saying. Verse 5. 5 of Psalm 50. Psalm 50, verse 5. Gather my sins together to me, those who have who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. No, Isaiah 50, I'm sorry. It's Isaiah 50, verse 5. I was reading Isaiah 50. The Lord has opened my ear. Say, open my ear, O Lord. Open my ears, O Lord. Say, open my ear, O Lord. Open my ear, O Lord. Open my ears, o, ear, o Lord. And I was not rebellious nor did I turn away, open my ears. Now, in those days, when a slave, watch this, when a slave decides in, 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 in days of Israel, you can buy a slave, and an Israelite can serve you as a slave for seven years, or six, I think, six or so, and the seventh year, you have to let him go. Because it's called, it's called year of Jubilee. You have to let him go. Now, but if the person is supposed to go now the person chooses that i'm not going because i love my master too much i'm committed to my master i just love him or i've when i was studying my bible i saw something that i found interesting i love my master too much or i'm committed to my master or i have wife and children because if you have a wife you can go with her. but if you have children then your wife and children will stay with your master hey or if you have husband and children, your husband and children will stay uh, with with the master. So he said, if he loves his master or his wife and children and because of that doesn't want to go and he wants to willingly serve permanently as a slave, then you know what you're supposed to do to him? He said, take him and make a hole in his ears. Exodus, (laughs) you ought to see, you see the Bible. Exodus chapter 21 verse 6. Exodus chapter 21 verse 6. Then his master shall bring him to the judges. He shall also bring him to the door, or to the doorpost, and his master shall pierce his ear with an owl, and he shall serve him forever. The ear signifies something. The ear that has been opened. The ear. So he said, if the person wants to serve me forever, then we have to do something to the ears. So Jesus came on the scene in John chapter five, verse thirty, and he says that my Father. John chapter thirty. He, I can of myself do nothing. As let's, read. let's read it together. Let's go. I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. You remember I said, let's all read it. Some people didn't hear it, so they didn't read it. Shall we all read it together? Let's go. I can, I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. As I hear, I judge. How was Jesus ju- judging? So when Jesus was on earth, guess what? His ears were like this. open. What is going to harm you is the closed ears. Mm. Wow. Close ears. So you remember, what's your blessing in this season? My- my- the reason why you can see your teacher is your teacher is supposed to speak, teach for you to hear. In Isaiah chapter 30, verse 20 and verse 21, that is where the- I can see my teacher comes from. Isaiah chapter 30, he said, And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, he yet your teachers will not be removed in, in, uh, into a corner anymore, but your eyes shall see your teacher. Why? Look at the next verse. Why? Your, your ears shall hear a voice, okay? A word behind you saying, this is the way for guidance. You So sometimes... My darling, people can sit under our teachings and their ears are closed. No wonder the resource doesn't show the way it should show. What's your blessing in this season? I can I see my teacher. Which means that I can hear when my teacher speaks. Seeing your teacher is what will point you the way out of commotion, out of danger. God blesses us, saves us by Touching our ears so we can hear. I don't know what you've been hearing. Yes. That is why it's so essential you have to be careful. It's so essential you take care who else is speaking into your ears. Yes. Because sometimes people can speak into your ears and block your ears. So your ears are blocked. When your teacher speaks, you are not hearing that one, the other one. What, let, me, let me give you a typical example. When it comes to matters of offering, most of us have heard so many negative things about churches. You've heard so much. So when it's time for offering and tithe, ah, there they go. There they go. There they go. So then a pastor is asked to share a scripture on offering. Everything they say, you are close your ear because you've been hearing so much that these guys. That's what happened to Ananias. When God told Ananias, go to Saul. I have come, I've changed the guy. He's needing help. I'm sending you. Ananias said, I have, Lord, I've heard by many. I've heard by many, many people have said so much that what you are saying I'm finding difficult to obey. Mm. So there is a way your ears can be closed by the people you are listening to. Mm. People you are listening to. If you want to thrive in a church, close your eyes or your ears to people who are not part of the church anymore, or were part and have left. Normally, what they do, when they leave, you want to see whether they love the church. Let someone who has also left put something that is slightly negative on social media. They are the first to come and support it. It's a, it's a, a fraternity. It's a fraternity. Mm. <laughs> <It's a> fraternity. <laughs> Alumni, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh, it's because, uh, because uh, it's because of somebody that, yeah, you are saying that. It's because of you I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah, you. If you have, have ears, let them hear. <laughs> there, there are people I kept warning, be careful, be careful, be careful. Be careful. And see, the grace on the work has a way of not working for you when you are disaligned. And it's be careful, be careful. And sometimes it's sad when you can see grace is not working for somebody. And you can see deterioration is setting in. Under grace, mm. it doesn't work if you are not plugged in. He that has an ear, let him hear. Let him hear. Let him hear. what the spirit says when Sir, mm. when Stephen mm. he preached so powerfully, mm. he was preaching to the people, uh, the Jews who killed him. Yeah, he was preaching when he finished his preaching, Acts chapter 7, verse 50, 51. He said, You. On, on, on circum, what's it? Uh, you stiff neck and uncircumcised in heart and ears. Your ears must be circumcised. Mm. What does circumcision mean? It takes away the false skin. So that the actual one that can work properly stays. Wow. <laughs> wow. Circumcised. Because if your ears are not circumcised, you, and you know what they did, the Bible says that they blocked their ears. Yes. They broke their ears and they, took, they stopped their ears. Can you imagine? And they cried out. And, and they cried out with a, with a loud voice. Stopped their ears and ran, uh, ran at him with one accord. And they took up stones and killed him. They had to block their ears first. Be careful what is blocking your ear. God says that he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches ear to hear. Say, oh God, give me a listening ear. Oh God, give me a ear. Give me an open, ear. Give me, an open ear. Give me ear. give me a circumcised ear. Let me give you one more scripture, then I will leave it. I will take the next time. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 10. Chapter 6 verse 10. Jeremiah six, ten. To whom shall I speak and give warning? That they may hear. Indeed, their, ears are, uh, their ear is uncircumcised. And they cannot give heed. Hey! Behold, the word of the, the, word of the Lord is a reproach to them. They have no delight in it. Why? Blood ears. Uncircumcised ears. The word of the Lord doesn't find delight in you. We can say and say and say and say and say and say. And do you know what people do? When a pastor is preaching, they say, oh, because he heard something about me, so he's targeting me. Yeah, they say it regularly. Some of you, as I'm preaching, you are saying right now. And so, instead of listening to what God, is, what God is saying, you are thinking that it's because of what he heard. Because of what he has said. If I'm teaching God's word, and you are telling me it's because of what I've heard, but it's the word, so? Why don't you heed God's word and remove the clogs in your ears? Because if you can't hear, distraction is on the way. It's not good. The only way God can help you is to speak to you. That's why God said, I'll give them teachers. When you are unspiritual, when the word of God is coming, you begin to intellectualize it and politically assess it. Why is He saying that? Instead of opening Hard to find out what God is saying. Next week I'll go. I think I can't finish Ephesus. Next week I'll go into. I'll give them to eat. Yeah, it's about eating. You have to hear. You have to hear so you can eat. What Adam couldn't eat. Church of Ephesus, there is so much you've got to eat. Are you hearing? Are you hearing? Matthew chapter 16, chapter 13, verse 16 and verse 17. I like that one. And I think I'll have to end on that one. There's a scripture in Proverbs, just jumped in my spirit. It says that he who often is rebuked and does not listen to rebuke will come to so suddenly come to distraction without many. Look for that text for me he who often rebuke and hardens his neck will suddenly be destroyed and without remedy often you are being often corrected we are telling you this thing you are doing be careful the way you this be careful this thing, you over that's how some of, some of us that's what has happened your mom told you some stuff man not on spiritual things because some of us the people who try to advise us spiritually are as blunt and as blind as bats. You know, so spiritual matters are different. Yeah. But when it comes to, your mother told you, don't go out with that guy. Mm, that's a different... Didn't she? Didn't she? Yet sometimes your mother will tell you, go for that guy. You know that your mother is not wise enough. Don't go for that guy. Because she, she wants him because of the money. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's the money. They want to sell you to make money. The car is driving on fire. All right, But generally speaking, especially young people, young people, especially in our society, our community, they have been trained from school to be independent in their decisions. Make your own independent decision because we, the British, we are, we are very intelligent, independent minds. But... Most of us, the decision you are making, you don't you don't understand the, the 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 major issues about it, especially when it comes to marriage, when it comes to bigger issues of life, because you will think, oh me, I can have a child, it doesn't matter, I can have a child with this one, so I'll leave him, I'll have a child, and I'll be fine because I have money and things. Like that. You see, see, that's that's how you are thinking, but you don't you don't realize there are bigger issues in life, bigger weightier matters in life. So. Sometimes when we talk about listening, we are talking about listening with a spiritual ears. Did I quote Matthew chapter 13? Yes, yes. 13, verse 16. 16. 16. All right. Let's look at it. What does it say? Oh, let's already Let's go. You, Christ, so see, so wow. This is Jesus speaking. Blessed. If your ears can hear, it's a blessing. It's not about who is praying for you. Who are you listening to and what are you hearing? Blessing starts from there. He said, I was in the spirit on the lost day and I heard. Blessing starts from hearing. Blessed are your ears for they hear, your eyes for they see. Look at the next verse. Many prophets wanted it, they didn't get it. For surely I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what they hear and did not hear it. There are people at your age, people older than you who, if they have heard what you are hearing at your age, they wouldn't have made the mistakes they made. Mm. You want to be big, rich, happy in life? here. Listen. Listen. Listen to what the word that God is bringing to you. And my darling, you know what I like? When God is speaking to you, you know deep in your heart unless your ears are blocked. When your ears are blocked, you say, oh, he's saying all this. But when your ears are not blocked, the thing goes so much into your heart. How many of you since I've started preaching, you feel like God is, I'm saying so many things directly to you. That's, that's it. But you see, if your ears are blocked, you may think, oh, he's saying, this because of this. he's saying this because of this. But when your ears are open, the word of God has a way. It addresses you personally and privately. Yes. Privately. Mm. Blessed are you for the things you hear. Mm. If that your uncle who is in pain and bitterness has heard what you are hearing, mm. years ago at your age, he wouldn't have gone through what he's going. If your mother had heard it, he wouldn't have had several children with different men. He wouldn't have divorced to have been in this state. Wow. wow. Thank you, Lord. Blessed are your ears for the hear. I will give you teachers. Your eyes will see them and your ears will hear instructions. So, after you hear from your teacher, when you are going anywhere, so, so, a lot of, I know a lot of guys, particular ladies, who joined this church. Who have to, who, I mean, the last, last two weeks, one young lady was telling me that she's broken up with her boyfriend. I said, oh, why? Oh, why? <laughs> <laughs> young lady. Well, why, why, why did you break up? She said, because when I heard the word, I realized that the relationship is not good for me. So I decided to go and break. Wow. And there are some of you who will not even listen you will not act, but you have heard. When you are in action, you hear my, my voice behind you. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> when, when, uh, when you are about, when you are on your marks, get set, where's you about to go, do you remember? You hear, I'm not safe, I'm not safe. Most of you have been in situations. Maybe you are about to argue with your mother, mm-hmm. argue with your father, argue with your husband, say some things, or do some dodgy deals, and then you heard pastor's voice behind you. You heard the voice of your teacher. Hey, don't do that. You are about to give that guy your number. You don't know. Don't give in. Hate hey. it. Yeah. You hear it. You're about to go to the party, and you're about to dance, and they they hook you. The guy hooks you, and just when you're about to dance, you remember, hey, 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 pastor is talking. I can hear, pastor. Then you stop. And they're wondering, what's wrong? You say, oh, no, nothing. (laughs) You are the only one who heard it. When God called Saul, Saul was the only one who heard it. You will hear my voice. That's why I talk the way I talk. You may not like it, but it will follow you. (laughs) It's to follow me. It's to follow me. It to follow me. Pastor, sometimes when when it's time for offering, Mm. then you begin to hear the voice of God. Ah. Change your tithe. Do it better. Don't divide it. Don't share it. (laughs) Give your tithe. How many of you have heard the voice of God before? I always hear the voice of God when it comes to offerings. That's why God is constantly providing for my need. You didn't hear what I said. The reason why God is constantly providing for my niece is I always hear His voice when it's time for offering. Hey, he's saying it because he want us to give offering. But what do you think? <laughs> I'm teaching you the truth. Yeah, that's it. That's it. If you like, don't. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't affect us, because we are not running. the budget is not based on your offering. It's based on our ability to hear. God finds his way. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hmm, let me close. Wow. Wow. What the <laughs> <laughs> Open ears and Open, yes, and circumcise, yes. Yes. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at charis.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Karis Ministries. Stay blessed.